Hey, it's your host, Brittany, and welcome to the Mom Sweat Sanity Podcast, where we talk all things life, health, fitness, kids, relationships, you name it, nothing is off the table. A little bit of just me and a whole lot of knowledgeable guests. So throw on your Lulus to run or to mom, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and join us as we unpack life's pressing topics and learn a little bit more of the who, what, whys of it all. Or at the very least, get real, share some wisdom, and grab practical tips to help in our daily lives. We're all capable of so much, but we don't often push ourselves that much in life anymore. Like we don't get to get to the edge of our comfort zone because everything we need is just right around us. So this is just such a fun way to to get to that boundary and decide what you're going to do in that moment instead of just having an easy out. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Today, I sat down with Hillary Spires. We have a two-part series coming up, but today we talked all things trail running from tips and tricks to how to up our distance to how we can make epic adventures right here in our backyard of British Columbia. Hillary is a mom to one son. He will be two years old this summer. She is also an amazing trail runner, coach, sports junkie, and also has her own podcast, Trail Running Women. If you have not checked that one out, you must go and find her on any of the listening platforms. She has a great podcast over there for all of you who love trails just as much as I do. So tune in today. It was a fun episode. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Hillary, for being here with me today. We are diving into all things trail talk and maybe a few tips and tricks for uh, off the beaten path in BC this summer. Yeah. Sounds great. Excited to be here. So maybe we can just dive in. Maybe you can give us a quick bio on yourself and what you're up to these days. Yeah, for sure. I'm the host of the Trail Running Women podcast. I started trail running A long time ago now, I don't want to try to count the years because that will just make me sad. (laughs) I grew up a hockey player. I played in the NCAA and for Team BC and um, on a women's pro team up here. And then as many athletes find, you finish those sports in your young 20s and you're kind of left with this identity gap where you have put so much of your self-worth into this sport that when it's over, you kind of feel a bit lost, I guess. And I think that's quite common. And I got into MMA fighting and a a variety of different things, but one constant in my life was, was running. And that always brought me a sense of calmness and was a great kind of personal athletic pursuit that I could do. I'm not a fast road runner by any stretch of the imagination. But then I found the trails and just found a community that I think is probably the best community of all sports ever and a different type of running where suddenly like your full body and all of like different types of athleticism and strength come into play with technical terrain and climbing mountains and races that just take a lot of mental capacity. So hundred K hundred miles, things that are just full out adventures that we never really get to do as much in life anymore. And then at the same time, finding just the most badass, athletic, awesome women to run with that. It's just been, yeah, one of my favorite things ever since. Wow. I totally agree. The community and the connection in the trails with the people I, I, that's just for love of the sport for sure. Totally. And there's something about like in the forest and you're not looking at each other and you're both like having this crazy struggle where you just open up to people and it is a type of like human connection. I think that we don't get many places as well. Mm -hmm, For sure. Okay. And hockey and MMA. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is why obviously you could visualize that. I'm not, not your standard road running. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, there's nothing normal. No one's normal. <laughs> true, true. Uh, so, well, let's talk about trails here. So do you have any top tips or advice for upping distance? So you're no longer the beginner runner and you're wanting to start to, you know, do some more epic adventures. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what something COVID taught us a lot too, right? Is that like mm-hmm. trail running is really fun because of the adventures and the places you can go, but we still need to do that safely so that we don't end up with injuries. And the cool thing about trails again is the ground is softer and there's more variation. So I do think you can go for these longer days without it being so hard on your body. But that being said, again, like there's still a lot of little things that can go wrong if if we're not a little bit careful. So the kind of basic tip and trick, and maybe it's not really a trick, it's just the science, is you don't really want to increase by more than 10% per week. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, especially if your time doesn't work this way, one really long run that keeps increasing every week, but it could be your weekly mileage. So say you're running three times a week, you can just increase each of those a mile or a kilometer. And if you have the time, then yeah, definitely get one of those runs to be a little bit longer, but you don't need to be taking off for five hours. I know lots of us have kids and that seems impossible. So you can kind of hack the system by doing it that way. I've also had some guests on the show that are like professional runners that also, because there's not a lot of money in that, also working some pretty hard jobs, right? And they are maybe running to work and then running home from work. And maybe it's only three miles each way and then running at lunchtime. So you can split these runs up and then just keep it to just 10% per week. And I had another tip there and I totally forgot what it was. So more like time on feet. Yeah. 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 And I think distance and intensity is important if you have a totally specific goal. But if your goal is just to be able to be healthy and go a long way, then yeah, time on feet is just fine. Because one of these perceptions people have is that trail runners are running up mountains, but there's a lot of power hiking and a lot of walking. So I'm training for a race right now. That's just by time as well. And that will be just as beneficial. And uh, if not a little easier on the body. Well, that was my next question here, actually. So run versus hike, like, is it okay to be hiking those mountains? Do you find like you're going to hike it faster than you're going to run it anyways? Or how do you look at that? Yeah. And it's so funny. That's such a thing. Like, well, I didn't like, I don't know if you are in any of these uh, Facebook groups, but you get people who are like new and they're like, oh, I went for a 5k trail run, but I don't think it really counts because I had to walk up this super steep part of the hill or something. I'm like, no, (laughs) people are only running up them for their Instagram photo. And then they are power hiking the rest. And yes, exactly what you said, where I will get up a steep bit of terrain during a race equally as fast, if not faster, if I'm in a power hiking position than somebody running it with way less energy. So power hiking just means you're kind of hiking with purpose. So I put my hands on my knees. You don't have to get that far bent over, but you can, you do kind of want to lean into the terrain and use gravity and use your body weight and just take like big, strong steps and you will get up there really fast. I mean, you probably know from knee knacker, you're not you're not running up Black Mountain. It's just not no. how it works. You're cursing your way up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So then poles or no poles. So you're saying put your, you know, power hike it up. Do you use poles or are there certain lengths of distances that you start to introduce poles? You know, so it's funny is I actually have a, a rib that pops out really easily. It's not funny. It's awful. Where I've lost some cartilage in between. Oh. So 
if I am doing any distance that's over, say, 2,200, no, yeah, 2,200 meters of elevation. I was trying to do the feet and meters in my head there, but I can't. Mm -hmm. So around 7,000 feet. My rib will pop out in that power hiking position, which is very, very painful. Mm -hmm. So poles then are like a lifesaver. So I always think they're kind of nice to have, especially if you're just out adventuring, but you do want to be careful if your focus is a race because many races don't actually allow them. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah. I would say learn how to use them, but be conscientious of when you are allowed to. Okay. That's good to know. So are there any other pieces of equipment that you always use or, you know, suggest when you're out in the trails? You know, yeah, well, there's the, there's the safety gear and I won't go through all of them. There's the 10 essentials, but the main thing I find, especially if you are coming from road to trails is that you're going to be out there for way longer. So if you have a 10 K route planned, your pace is not going to be, if you can run that in 50 minutes on the road, it's not going to look like that in the trails, especially in BC. Right. Um, I know you've obviously spent some time up here, so always have snacks with you <laughs> because Trails are usually in terrain where it's not as easy to just stop at a gas station and you don't want to be way out there and bonking. So you just have to be a little bit more prepared because a lot of it is pretty rugged terrain. So you can have a water vest for hydration or just a belt and then just putting some calories in there and always have a little bit more than you think you'll need just in case because it's easy to get lost. So I think yes, that's I love kind that. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of my main, I would never leave. Even if it's a short run, I always even just tuck a gel in my bra if I have nothing with me, because you just don't want to run into that problem. That's great piece of advice. So for BC, any epic adventures that you have done or are on your bucket list? Oh, many, many. My friend Katie and I are actually doing the double Baden-Powell. So the double knee-knacker in about a month's time now. So that one is a hundred K with about 5,500 meters of elevation is a really long day. I think oh the gosh. female record right now is like 16 hours and 37 minutes or something. So we'll try to be around that and see how it feels, but that's Good a tough for one. You. So you get all the way to the cove and then turn back around. Yes, but you started the cove, you go the other way. So you go to the oh, knee you neck to start and then you come okay. back. Yeah. Oh so that's the challenging part of it where you feel like you should be done and then you have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So that's what you're really training for right now. Yeah. And it's funny, like you get to a point where you just are probably as physically fit as you'll get before you're going to start injuring yourself or just don't have time to do it and recover properly, right? If you have full-time jobs, again, we're not pros spending 20 hours of the time that we're not training, recovering. So it just becomes mental. And I think that's what I like about it is it's just, we're all capable of so much, but we don't often push ourselves that much in life anymore. Like we don't get to get to the edge of our comfort zone because everything we need is just right around us. So this is just such a fun way to, to get to that boundary and decide what you're going to do in that moment in, instead of just having an easy out. That's very well said. I really like that. Yeah. Developing your own comfort zones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. So in this past year with COVID and obviously races being closed and, you know, all of that good stuff, <laughs> have you discovered any like totally off the beaten path trails that have been fun and exciting in BC? Yeah, actually at first, because I have a son who will be two at the end of August. 
So I, like many other moms out there, probably went through this stage where I had my kid and then you kind of feel like, especially if you have an athletic background, like you really want to just like prove that you're still you. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So you sign up, you sign up for these things and you're so excited to train and have a kid and do all the things. Um, and then COVID happened. So it mushed into my maternity leave, meaning I was out from competition for so long that it definitely at first was like, well, F like (laughs) this sucks. Um, but then, like you said, it opened up doors to explore places that I probably wouldn't have gotten to otherwise, because you would be either tapering or recovering. And it was the summer of FKT. So FKT stands for fastest known time, which is almost more fun than a race because it's a route that basically is open all of the time and anybody can go run it. And so my friend Katie and I picked a few routes that we wanted to do, including the Wanda Fuca Trail on the island. But the best one was the Brigade Trail. So that goes from Hope, BC, through the mountains to Princeton, BC. And that it was an old um, trade route trail where the Hudson's Bay Company used to trade through there. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And every time I've driven to the interior, I've thought those mountains are so amazing and I would love to go through there. So to find that there was a a trail with a record that was... um, that was there asking to be challenged. It just looked like a really fun, and I love a point to point. Like I love the idea of just trying to get somewhere as fast as you can. Yeah. And then the unsupported aspect of it, it at first scared me a lot to carry, like I just said, carry enough snacks. Like, well, how many snacks do I need for 11 hours plus some? Like, I don't know. (laughs) And how much is that going to weigh? So that was just a really fun kind of cool thing to take on. So Wow. And when you're out in the middle of nowhere like that, are you scared of wildlife or what do you see much wildlife or how do you prepare yourself for those things? Yeah, we definitely bears are everywhere. I feel comfortable enough with how to handle bears because we see them so often. And I don't mean that in a way of like downplaying how serious running into a bear is, especially because a lot of them eat people food and have become and are a bit different and might not react the way we expect them to react. But I think if you handle that situation properly and you're prepared and you have bear spray, should you need it? And I always have a knife, not that I want to get close enough to a bear to need that knife. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think we're okay, especially together in the twosome. And then I just kind of hope that I don't run into a cougar. That's my biggest fear. Oh, me too. They're yeah. I think that they they're the silent ones, right? They they come yeah, from behind. Like, <laughs> they know we're there way before we've spotted him. So or yeah. her. So yeah, that's definitely one of the things. But it's just oh my you know you got to take risks to enjoy life sometimes too. So that's just part of it. Very true. So this summer you have well coming up you have that amazing hundred. Did you say it's a hundred total? Yes. 100K. Yes. Oh my gosh. And any races that you're hopeful for in the next coming months, if any begin to open? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you follow any of the races up in BC and I know they had a bunch going on down where you guys are, but um, they've just uncanceled many races up here for the fall. So I'm really excited. I got to sign up for my first race in a few years last week. So I'll be doing the Finlayson double. which is, yeah, it's an interesting race. It's a hundred K on the Friday. Again, super technical. That record is like 17 and a half hours. So that just means it's so hard (laughs) with so much climbing, but it starts at 5 PM on a Friday night. So you run through the night 
and then finish sometime on the Saturday. And then the double part of it means that you also race the 28K on the Sunday morning. So you just try to finish your 100K fast enough to, I guess, get a good sleep before you race again. So I don't know what that'll be like, but it sounds interesting. Oh my gosh. I love you're kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So are you doing this solo or do you have an adventure buddy that you're going to be training and doing this with? Well, we're trying to convince Tori to do it with me so that you can. Oh yeah. She's about the same crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Join in on the pile on. Just tell her that, that you, I actually, we know the race director. So I told him Tori should do it. And he's like, I'll have her info. I'll just sign her up. So she just got an email saying like, welcome to the Vincent Double. (laughs) Tori, it's on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Awesome. Well, Hillary, thank you so much for all of those tips and some, yeah, I love the um, setting your own path and how you can actually like, you know, hit new goals, even if it's not in a race. So those are some great ideas and adventures to do in our own backyard anywhere, really. Yeah. And just get out there. I mean, it's not as scary as it sounds. I think I have so many people reach out and say, like you talked about upping distance, but even before that, that they just want to try the trails and they don't know how to start. Even if that means that you just go hike a route before you run it so that you're familiar with it, like, or find a group on Facebook. There's so many people out there and it's not intimidating as much as it kind of seems like it might be. And like we talked about at the beginning, the community is so great. So find us and, um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you for a run. And where can we find you and your amazing podcast? Oh, well, thank you. It is called the trail running women and it's on anywhere that podcasts are found Apple or Spotify or anywhere that you listen. And then, um, Instagram is hillsport 55 and you can reach out to me there and yeah, write me a message. If you have a crazy story, then let me know. And maybe we'll interview for the show. Always looking for guests. Thanks so much, guys, for listening in today. I hope that you were able to learn a few things. And if I am able to help you in any way and you are looking for any nutrition tips or accountability or guidance, please feel free to reach out for me. I am here. I am coaching and would love to help you out. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it. See you next week. You can find me on Instagram at MomSweatSam.com.